0: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And
1: you forgave the iniquity
0: of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Uh your household, the church, in continual godliness, that through your protection she may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 21st Sunday after Trinity is recorded in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed, according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening... And the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is recorded in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter, glory be to thee, o Lord.
0: Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. This again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee.
2: This is the gospel of the Lord.
0: who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. The nobleman said to Jesus, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And he went his way. This is the word of the Lord. How many times have you prayed to the Lord in desperation, frantically in a time of great need? Such was the prayer of the nobleman in today's gospel. He implored Jesus to come down to his house and heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. You would have cried out in the same way. He was desperate, frantic. He believed, and yet the fear that his son might die was overwhelming. You may have been there, too. You can almost hear the nobleman, can't you? Please, God, don't let it happen. Frantic, desperate and uncertain, but you cried out anyway. The predicaments of our lives, the struggle with sickness and with death, bring such frantic and desperate prayers into our life. They expose our helplessness, and your helplessness drew you outside of yourself to the Lord, for you had nowhere else to turn. And indeed, that is always the case, even though we so often don't realize it. Who have I but you, O Lord? For there is none to help but you. Such is our prayer, and such was the prayer of the nobleman. Jesus appears to put him off, saying, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. In the Gospel of John, signs are a reference to miracles, and miracles always teach. But the nobleman prays in frantic desperation, "Sir, come down before my child dies." Jesus says to him, "Go your way; your son lives." It's a simple word, isn't it? There's not a lot of fanciness to it or fanfare. Go your way; your son lives. And then Saint John requires uh, records. So the man believed. The word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. That's faith. That's Christianity. When the Lord speaks His word to you, you are called to trust it. Doesn't mean you always understand it. Doesn't mean you can always figure it out. But when He speaks the word, we're called to trust. And the gospel tells us that the nobleman's son was healed at the very hour that Jesus spoke the word your son lives the nobleman himself believed along with his household and what is it that they believe they believed Jesus he speaks the truth and this is the way God's word always is it speaks the truth to us exposing our need, it speaks the truth to us. And it always rings true to our experience as it analyzes our lives and as it proclaims to us that which we need most, which is Christ, his love and forgiveness. They trusted Jesus. They believed. He was their savior. They believed. Now, what's interesting is the noblemen, like you, Believed in Jesus when he cried out to Jesus in frantic desperation. And he believed when he heard Jesus' word, your son lives. And he believed again along with his whole household when the word was confirmed to him by the external sign as his son's fever breaks. And his dying son was restored to life. The Apostle John says this is the second sign that Jesus performed, and it was again in Cana of Galilee, the same place where in chapter 2 he transformed the water into wine. Signs teach. They teach not only the power of Jesus' word, but they teach what the word of God accomplishes. And they teach us what you and I as Christians are to cling to, Now, we just highlighted the nobleman's faith. He he believed when he prayed to Jesus. At the same, same time, he was filled with frantic despair. He believed when he came to Jesus, and he believed after Jesus spoke. He believed when his son lived, but his belief didn't make his son well. His belief didn't make his son well. He also doubted when he came to Jesus. He was anything but confident. How many times do you pray in the same way? He was a desperate man. As desperate as any one of us would have been if our child were on the verge of death. His belief didn't save his son. Nor did his frantic doubt prevent his son from being saved. A lot of people think that. If only my faith had been stronger, my son would have lived. But since my faith was weak, my son died. That's a lie. The power of salvation is not in our believing, but in the word of Christ. And it is the word of Christ that restored life because it is the Word of Christ that declares unworthy sinners who cry out from the depths of woe. The Word declares us righteous for Jesus' sake. All of the salvation is in the Word of Christ. Oh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the fountain and source of true comfort. It's what creates faith in the midst of doubt. It is a wonderful thing. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, and faith comes by hearing, and then the word is spoken to increase faith or reliance or dependence upon the Lord. The more we receive the word, the more faith is kindled and strengthened and fortified within us. It's why these times where we gather together to receive the Lord's word in preaching and catechesis is indispensable. It is like food and drink for the soul. It's one of the reasons why we experience the death and the despair and the sickness and the sorrow and the adversity under the curse of the fall, it has a way of teaching us that apart from the word of Christ, which is the fountain and source of creation and salvation, we cannot live. The word of Christ and the sacraments whereby his word is joined to earthly elements is more important than food and drink. It is how Jesus visited this nobleman's house, even though he seemed to be far away. And it is how Jesus visits us, even when it seems as if he is far away. We know of no Jesus except that Jesus who comes to us by the word. But how glorious and how comforting this great truth is. I know that there are many times in the Gospels where Jesus says to someone, Your faith has saved you. And I'm not contradicting those words here. Whenever Jesus uses this phrase, your faith has saved you, he is speaking about the object of faith, the content of faith. It is as if he were saying, your Jesus has saved you. Your Savior has saved you. Because the singular focus of the frantic cry of faith where we believe, help thou mine unbelief, is in Christ, and in the word that he speaks that gives life. For nothing happened for this nobleman and his son until his word was spoken. When Jesus preaches to us, it is not simply information, where he talks about something that he does or that God the Father does. The Old Testament reading for today, we heard the account of creation. It doesn't merely say that God created the heavens and the earth, although it begins that way. But throughout the entire chapter one of Genesis, God said, and it was so, and then by his word, he called things good, and he ordered the creation. His word gives life. Faith is not the power of positive thinking. It's not an attitude. It is the trust of the heart, which is stripped of all self-reliance to reliance upon the word of Christ. And by his word, he doesn't simply tell you about what he has done. He delivers that victory to you. Notice the difference. If I say to you, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He died upon the cross for the sins of all humanity, and there he made atonement for sin. He won forgiveness, life, and salvation. And out of that forgiveness, there will be resurrection from the dead and eternal life. All of that is true. But notice the difference if I say to you, Morgan, your sins are forgiven. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid, Louise. Christ has taken your sin. He has buried it in his own death. Your sins are forgiven. There is therefore now no condemnation those who are in christ jesus and you are in christ jesus notice the difference the word communicates to you exactly what jesus has done for you upon the cross that's what these signs and wonders are to lift our eyes from all of the cares of this life to the one whose word created all things and whose word redeems and saves as it delivers to us the saving benefits of Jesus' death and resurrection. So when you come to the sacrament this morning, you will hear me and Pastor Gelbach say to each one of you directly, the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. That word delivers to you, for you, all that Jesus has done for you. No wonder the catechism says, where there's forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. It is as if the catechism were saying, where there is the word of Christ, there is life and salvation. Don't ever be afraid to cry out to the Lord in times of desperate need when you feel in the experiences of your life as if you have so much more unbelief and doubt than you have faith. The faith of the mustard seed is that trust of the heart that lays hold solely upon the word of Christ, which is the source of comfort and life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we offer before you our common supplications for the well-being of your Church throughout the world. So guide and govern her by your Holy Spirit, that all who confess themselves to be Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and the unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. We commend to you especially Robert Haga, Alan Gable, Joanne Lesage, Lindsay Weber, Chuck Finke, Delaney DePuma, Paul Cockelmeyer, and Lydia Schneider celebrating baptismal birthdays this week. Send down upon all ministers of the gospel and upon the congregations committed to their care the healthful spirit of your grace that they may please you in all things We ask your blessing and guidance upon calling an associate pastor and headmaster for our congregation. We give thanks to you for the gifts of creation, for the institution of holy matrimony. Bless Jeff and Lindsay Kenyon, Larry and Sharon Martin, Matt and Sarah D'Amato celebrating wedding anniversaries this week, that their marriages and life together may be sustained by the grace of Christ. Behold in mercy all who are in authority over us. Supply them with your blessing that they may be inclined to your will and walk according to your commandments. We humbly ask your abiding presence in every situation that you would make known your ways among us. Preserve those who travel, satisfy the needs of your creatures, and help those who call upon you in any need, that they may have patience in the midst of suffering and according to your will be released from their afflictions. We commend to you Brett Arnold, suffering complications following kidney transplant surgery, Elsa Schultz recovering from a stroke, Tom Pinzel recovering from surgery for a blocked kidney, Jeremy LaFour in his battle with ALS, Louise Bollmeyer suffering with congestive heart failure, Gabby Hartwig, Abruyeba Amaso, Jim Nietzsche and James Loker in treatment for cancer. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
2: Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. we lift
1: them up unto the Lord.
2: Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God.
1: It is meet and right so to do.
0: It is truly meet, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying... he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it
2: in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And
0: his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and
2: forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And
1: with thy spirit.
2: Bless we, the Lord.
1: Praise be to God.
2: The Lord bless you and keep you.